All righty. Colin, we're back. Hello. Hey, John. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. It's good to be back. It's really nice to be back. And I just want to thank everyone who has been listening to the Talking Product Sessions. Uh, very appreciative. Uh, I'm seeing, we're seeing users now coming in from different parts of the world. So it's it's really nice to see. And I'll just put it out up front. Please, Colin and I would love to hear from you. So what we're going to do today is, Colin, I'd like to try and play with a real world case. Now I'm going to, it's not going to be a real case. I'm going to anonymize the case. It's made up of different projects I've been on, and I'm quite sure you've probably been on similar projects. <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm really interested in exploring and what I'm really interested in, what I really would like to try and do, try and make real, is a relationship between ways of working and the power dynamics that are often experienced in organizational life and groupthink. And when I talk about power dynamics, for this case, I'm looking at two dynamics in particular which is using your authority to control information, so to kind of hold back from transparency. And number two, dismissing or minimizing concerns about delivery that are being raised by others. Colin, I'm just going to check in. How Am I making sense so far? Is this feeling tangible, what I'm talking about? I mean, it's abstract, yeah, it's, I get it, but it's... It's uh, abstract at this point, but I'm, I think I'm getting the, the, the gist of the kind of thing you're talking about. Okay. Now, why I want to do this is because my feeling is that as a delivery professional in digital product development, digital product delivery, these dynamics that are almost always at play, but we don't they're like the undercurrent or kind of the metadata of a conversation. And what I'm going to try and do is do a little role play with Colin. And I want to try and pick at, you know, I'm going to be asking Colin, what are you thinking here? What are you thinking here? I'm going to be playing occasionally a program manager uh, for a consulting firm. Colin is going to be a delivery lead on a team of other delivery leads, Colin has a portfolio, and his colleagues have a portfolio. And there's a boss. Colin has a boss that is responsible for the portfolios of the whole group. Colin is not going to be accountable for the project that I'm delivering. But Colin's on a team, and his boss expects him to you know, raise his hand if there's a concern, to voice a concern. This team works quite collaboratively. And uh, Colin's boss looks to Colin as an expert in the ways of working that we talk about as an agile way of working, the practices and principles. Colin brings that to bear on his portfolio. And so, you know, when a newcomer like a consulting firm comes in, Colin's boss is going to be looking to him to say, hey, is this going in the direction you expect it to be going in? Should I, am I being bluffed by a PowerPoint here or not? Colin, you 
following me what your role on this team is and then the, the relationship this with sounds, this project? This is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to beat up the consultant. <laughs> um, okay. Now, the project itself doesn't matter per se. It could have a mobile app layer. It could have, um, you know, even could be some type of enterprise relationship management system. But so here's some core components. And imagine, Colin, that you're in your first meeting. I'm giving an overview. You know, this is slide one of my deck. And so what do we have? We have a collection of different data feeds coming in from our organization. They're internal to our organization. Maybe one or two are external, but they're partners, you know, of ours that, you know, we, we work closely with. And so there's this multiple sources of data feeds coming in to a system. Uh, and then there's either, you know, you could cleanse the data, you could leave the data unstructured, but it goes into some form of a data management layer. Sometimes a data platform, a data lake, mm -hmm. data hub. You know, we've got a lot of data warehouse. You know, we've got a lot of data lingo. <laughs> Legitimate. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. dismiss it, but it, it. You know, it has meaning. Um, but there's this layer, and then on top of that, you have some analytics and or some functionality that people okay. are, and and also you will have different stakeholders from different groups who expect to be using that data in different ways. Okay. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Now I've just done slide one, I've introduced, and we're gonna call this program the, or the project, this is, this is Project Alpha. Nothing like a Greek letter to name a project, so <laughs> it's Project Alpha. So I've just done slide one. Uh, we're in the room. Do you have a question yet, Colin? Tell me how you respond to this in the room. Well, the first thing I'm thinking from what you've described is when you have a lot of data sources coming into a central thing that you're going to manipulate and then sort of turn into, you know, use for analysis purposes afterwards. Um, the first thing I want to ask is that man, that sounds like a massive piece of work. And so my first thought is how would you look at breaking this down in terms of how you're going to deliver the program? And would you ask that question or are you just thinking it right now? I think I'm just thinking it right now. I think if a slide one, I want to give the presenter an opportunity to kind of talk about what the delivery plan. So far, it sounds like they've talked like a kind of a high level, either requirements or sort of architecture. Um, so I would wait to say, okay, so how are you going to deliver it? But that's the first thing I'm going to think. I, I know these BMF projects typically are thought of as having been delivered as one big package and that's problematic in my mind in terms of excellence around delivery. Great. Okay. It really interesting also to hear you already thinking these behemoth projects. Can yeah. you talk on that? Just expand on that a little bit, please. Because there's a flag that I think is going off in Colin's mind that doesn't go off in all delivery people's minds. And in, in, in I think different ways of working don't trigger that flag. Mm. Well... <clears throat> Just in the little information that you've given, it reminds me of, sort of the, like you said, data warehouse type projects I've worked in the past. And the accepted wisdom is that you have to get all the data in mm -hmm. to work out how you're going to do the transformation of that data. And then 
you will then be able to start um, providing value. We so, have worked on the same project. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so that's just the first thing that comes to my mind is that's what I'm expecting this consultant to be you know, planning to do. And that's why the first thing occurs to me is, are they going to start thinking about how you can break that down to smaller things? Or are they going to say, no, this is going to be your run-of-the-mill behemoth project Okay, where so, no value comes until the very end? Yeah, really interesting. So already Colin's thinking is informed by experience of previous, in this case, these multiple data feed projects going into some kind of data source, uh, data management system, in which the way of working was build the foundation mm -hmm. and then we can do the functionality. There's nothing going to be, there's, you know, the users can't see anything for several months. <laughs> we just need to kind of get all our or data, years. our tables together. <laughs> or, <laughs> or years, yeah. Uh, Clean. We just, exactly, we need to get our feeds going, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Sorry, the other thought that occurs to me, and you, you may be planning to cover that shortly, but the other thought that occurs to me is data. You even mentioned like, cleaning the data, whether we decide to clean it or not or whatever. And cleaning data is really, really, it's, it's way more effort than anyone ever expects. So everyone, th everyone thinks their data is clean. Maybe these days people are starting to catch on that that's probably not the case, but the effort to clean it up and, and allow it to be um, referenceable with other bits of data coming from other sources is just a big task. Really so good point. That's also, that's also in my mind. So it's interesting. So there is it. There probably is uh, not so much a way of working per se. Although I think we're gonna we can drill down into that a little bit more. But just the experience of having worked on data projects, that one little line, <laughs> Colin's like, could you talk to me a little bit more about that, please? Yeah, Am exactly. I right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Slide two. Uh, what you see at the top is uh, the months of the you know the calendar year, January through December. Uh, it's going to be a 12-month project. Uh, there's a, you know, those kind of arrows that have text in it. And it's just sort of, you know, delivery is going to take place over this, you know, these 12 months. And uh, there on the, on the slide is the project will be delivered in an agile way. And there are some boxes um, where you have, uh, well, uh, actually, you can't have a slide that says Agile without the loop with an arrow. Um, <laughs> so it has that. Okay. Um, but then it also has the, uh, you know, have a box, uh, you know, it talks about the ideation phase, some of the design phase. Um, some of the implementation phase, UAT, or SIT, UAT, uh, and then release. Okay. What's going through your mind, Colin? Well, um, I'm not sure where your arrow that goes in a circle is on the diagram, but the things that you've just named in terms of phases don't uh, marry up with my expectation when someone says they're going to deliver in an agile way. Go on. Keep going. Um, what I'd be expecting to see if someone said they're going to work in an agile way is a, something around how they're planning to slice the project up, preferably by things that are going to be of value to the users. So some, you know, business value oriented driver and something around prioritization, 
these are the kinds of things I would expect to hear if someone says they're going to deliver an agile way. If you say that you're going to do some kind of discovery or then some kind of design and building and implementation and so on, th those phases sound like big chunks of work that once they're finished, you can lead into the next stage, which once that's finished, you can lead into the next stage, which was what I think you and I would commonly refer to as a waterfall project. So what you're, the banner that says we're going to do this in an agile way doesn't really line up with the approach that's being described for how it's going to be delivered. And does that matter? Are you just, I just want to push you a bit, you know, or maybe, why does that matter? So what, Colin? Okay, 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 well, Colin, we are going to deliver agile. Maybe I didn't get all the boxes, you know, on my slide quite right. Like, why do I care? Why, well, yeah, why are you picking on this slide? <laughs> why, 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 why are you saying, okay, it, why are you saying, you know, okay, it doesn't line up on the slide, you know, the agile and the phases, but, mm. you know, are we getting into too much, you know, and now I'm going to play, now I'm playing my guy here. Semantics, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I, look, we can, we can talk about semantics and I can clean that up on the slide, but, you know, yeah, we plan to do it, you know, it's, it's going to be done in an agile way. I guess the thing, we might be we might be looking at semantics. I think the thing that really matters is if you're going to deliver an agile way, there's some principles that should be reflected in the approach. So for me, I would like to see something about on your slide, where are you doing any kind of prioritization that's driven by business value? What stage does that happen in? Well, we have, look, we have plan. I mean, this slide is just a very high level overview, but we have a, a, a quite a comprehensive plan, which, you know, Colin, I'm happy to make some time and show you. That's great. I don't, I mean, I'd love to see the plan. I think the thing that I just love to understand from your perspective is in how you're planning to deliver, will there be a sequence of work that's coming out in order of some kind of business priority in sequence? Is that, is that part of the plan, the plan that you want to show me? I'm not quite following. I mean, there, we have we're getting requirements from the users right now, so they're you know the business is involved. Fantastic. So once the you've gotten some prior some requirements, are, is there going to be a plan to build out those requirements? In other words, deliver on them in some kind of a sequence. Yeah. I mean, that, oh, great. That's okay. what a plan is, isn't it? Well, a plan could be that you're going to, you're going to prioritize the first release and that first release may be 70% of what's in that list because that's what the business's deem is important for that first well, that's, release. Uh, well, yeah. So look, we're building a minimum viable product. Okay, great. Um, how, how are you going to determine what's minimum viable? It's just, you know, the business is telling us that. Fantastic. What's your view on how you'd guide the business on how they should choose that? Because that's, I mean, it's great the business is choosing. How do you think they should choose that? They're telling us what they, you know, what do they need? What's the least amount that they need to, you know, to, to, to do this? Great. Do you think that there's a role to play in helping them understand what the least amount is? Because, you know, the truth is, at least in my experience, when I ask business people what the least amount is, it's usually everything. And the reason why yeah, is because yeah. they want... They want to have, they have a picture in their mind of what this end product should look like. So that's what they care about getting done. But I think there's a role for us to play to help them release that value in increments. And to do that, they're going to need some help. Most cases, they need some help in figuring that out. Well, I mean, we have, I guess the plan for deliverable is, you know, our first drop is going to be in six months. And... You know, we don't have all the requirements gathered yet, but I mean, this is, 
know, the business is just telling us what they need. Okay. To, to well, make that's it, great to hear. To it's it. great that you have a plan for the first release. So that means that you're flexible on what you'll get done in that release. Sounds like, which is, which is excellent. That's a great step towards Sorry, when you say, in an agile way. Well, when you say flexible, and actually the program manager in, in real world would never be following up on Colin's questions, just as an FYI. <laughs> the thing that they yeah. want is Colin to shut up. <laughs> yeah, they want and me Colin, out of that room. Colin is being like ultra gentle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow, that's really... Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> what's going on in your mind, Colin? Let's 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 take the politeness away for a okay. second. What's going well, what's on in going, your mind? What's going on in my mind is that the, the, the mental model that's being used for this plan is to go in a very um, uh, waterfall sort of way, right? They're going to gather requirements, and when that's done, they're going to they're going to prioritize them because they have to do the Moscow thing, right? So like what's a must have, what's a should have yep. and all that. And then they're going to lock down those requirements and then go build for them. And the problem with that is it doesn't give the opportunity to uh, build things incrementally, right? Everything will be planned around what's considered the most efficient way to get all of those things done in bulk. And that will take out all the benefits of why you'd want to do things in an agile way. So for instance, one of the things you want, why you want to do this in an agile way is you want to release value early. If he says they're going to do something in six months, they could probably do something in two. And if you could get something done in two and put that in front of some business stakeholders and get them to say, is this really what you want? You could find out three or th four months early, whether you're on the right track or not. Instead of waiting till month six, put out how much more stuff that hasn't been validated by anybody to then find out that you and I haven't done it right. And in this particular case, and it's, I think it's relevant to a lot of cases, but the scenario you've provided, which is a data-oriented, driven, data-driven project, they are rife with assumptions. Hmm. And mm -hmm. those assumptions never get to the surface to find out they're wrong until they make it onto some kind of report or dashboard or whatever it's going to be to present Rag the data. status, you mean? Is that what yeah, you mean? To find yeah. Out, yeah, exactly. To find out, are we doing the right thing? So what I would want to push. That sorry, 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 sorry. No, uh, dashboard meaning the the analytics. The, the analytics that's going to yeah, sit sorry. on top of this yep. data the warehouse yep. or lake, whatever. So w what I would be trying to push for is how can that program be structured in a way to reveal those poor assumptions as fast as possible, because what happens is they get baked into the into the platform, and by the time they show up and they're wrong that plan they had for being done in 12 months is blown out of the water. Yeah, and your boss isn't looking so good, is he? Exactly. So in this case, the for me, what I would be pushing for the Agile principles to be driving the way this works is actually slightly less, not to say not at all, but slightly less about the requirements being fulfilled by the time they make it onto you know, reports and dashboards and so on and more about unearthing whatever assumptions we have about the data, about the technology, about what it is that people want to actually see, which is the requirements part. And what Agile does is it forces you, if you're doing it properly, it forces you to create something of value and put it in front of somebody. So get it all the way through the, the um, stack and get it onto someone, someone look at and say, is that really what you meant when you said you wanted a report that gave you this kind of information? Because then they'll say, no, that's not what I meant. What I meant was this, or now that I see that, I realize that's actually what we need. 
And this is the, this is the latent assumptions that are just sitting there that nobody knows are wrong until you get to the point where you can show it to somebody. Okay, so you've just completely blown apart this consulting firm's way of working on slide two, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and chances are the person presenting really is having a hard time even wrapping their head around what you're talking about. Correct. And probably the person who hired them is also struggling, would struggle, also be struggling. Because the thing is, if you don't already know how to think in an agile way, mm. what they've presented makes perfect sense. Well, yeah. Right? What perfect sense. We're going to find out what the requirements are, and then we're going to use those to drive understanding what we need to build, and we're going to bring in all that data and start to build out those requirements for you. Right? That just, just sounds so right. Look, we're coming near time on this session so i'd like to try and unpack this case a little more because for me there's something very real we've got to to make this work real we've got to bring it into the meeting room you know mm -hmm. where it's yeah. actually happening where the discussion about delivery is actually happening yeah do, do you agree we can we could take this a little further this case Oh, for sure. I think we've just kind of skimmed over the surface. We've sure. only hit slide two in the deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you, you just pissed off the consulting for Exactly. <laughs> I think there's plenty. Your boss is like, oh, shit, Colin. I, I don't. Because that's the thing. Is your boss, your boss is of two minds probably right now, right? It's like, yeah, this is why I have Colin in the room. Oh, shit. Is Colin going too deep here? Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things you start off is like this authority in this authority that exists around, um, in this case, you know, a high paid consultant who's been presenting a perspective on how they're going to do something. And that, you know, I'll just, I'll just sort of wrap up on this one point. When I first got into Agile, uh, it was through the extreme programming sort of vein. And one of the things that they listed as one of the principles of XP, of extreme programming, was courage. Mm. And, you know, it took me a long time to really get why was that one of the principles. And the reason why I've learned over my career, the reason why is you've got to be that guy. Mm. You've mm. got to stand oh, up so and good. say, this isn't right. Oh, that's really good. And that's not easy. No. And, and, and when Colin is saying that, you know, he is the guy in the meeting room who's making it a bit, a little bit awkward. And he's got to find that balance because he can't piss everyone off. There's 15 more slides to go. Colin's already sucked up 15, 20 minutes <laughs> of what was going to be a 40-minute presentation. And some people are already starting to write you off as just that agile guy, right? Mm. Yeah. And so this is where we talk about this is a risk mitigation strategy because I think everything at Collins, you know, why am I asking this question is because I've been here before and it mm -hmm. never delivers. Yeah. And sometimes yep. someone loses their job because of it. Yeah. Because there are some, some of these projects can be career killers. Yeah, I think, you know, more than once I've seen the project of this scale be what no one would argue by calling it a catastrophic failure. Mm. Right, that is not an unusual characterization for projects of the scale that are done in this way. And I suspect people listening, 
there are some people who are listening who are either in the midst of one of those right now and they know that's where it's headed or they've lived it before. Yeah, and they, and chances are they may be afraid to ask questions. They know it's going in the wrong direction. They're afraid. To, they might not feel comfortable asking questions because they might not even know the questions they want to ask. And that's the space I really like to keep exploring. Sounds good. All right. So with that, thank you, everyone. We're going to pick it up uh, very soon. All right. Look forward to the sequel. Same. Bye. Bye.